Thank you for tuning in to Remodeling Mastery by Mark Richardson. Brought to you by Surefire Social. For more advice, tips, and strategy on small business marketing, visit surefiresocial.com forward slash podcast. Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. In Remodeling Mastery, what we try to do is have you focus on the business. Today, being in the remodeling and the construction business is actually in many ways more challenging, I think, than it was 10, 20, 30 years ago with the proliferation of products and choices, with the internet and the transparency and the client and the labor issues, all the things that are happening out there, I think really force you to really have your acts really sharp if you want to, in fact, be successful and be positioned for the future. So what I try to do is I take different topics and themes that are insights that I see as I travel around the country looking at the most successful and also some of the weaker businesses that are out there. I oftentimes talk about planning this time of the year. I think about planning, I dream about planning, and as I look at some of the most successful businesses out there, one of the common denominators of those type, top 5 or 10% is their planning skills, the planning acumen, how they approach planning. So today I want to talk about that subject. You know, you've heard the adage before, if you fail to plan, plan to fail. Well, the truth of the matter is most companies don't plan very well and they hang in there. So I would say if you fail to plan, you're going to hang in there. However, if in fact you can develop a planning discipline, planning skills, planning mindset for you and your organization, that's going to be the difference between being okay versus being very good. So there's 10 things that I want to, I think, share or frame when it comes to planning that has certainly been an integral part of my thinking for the last 30 plus years. And I want you to include it sort of in your, I think, portfolio moving forward. The first one is make time for planning. Now, this sounds sort of almost a little bit condescending and simple, but the reality is we oftentimes go up to the finish line and jump into the new year. We don't make the time. We don't literally carve out the time for planning. I think for most business executives, they ought to be spending 30 or 40 hours focus going into hibernation, thinking about the new year in terms of how they plan if they're going to be successful. Matter of fact, the higher and more growth in the business that you're trying to achieve, but also as you become more of a mature, larger business, that planning exercise is even more important. But it can't exist if you don't make time. You know, try to treat yourself in this process with the same degree of reverence that you do other elements of time, whether they're client meetings, whether they're planning meetings, strategic partner meetings, or even just fun kind of meetings. It doesn't really matter, but you got to make the time if you're going to have a successful plan. The second is take inventory. Now, in the retail business, there are points that any established retailer, any established organization is going to take inventory. We'll start to think about that in terms of your business. The reality is is that history doesn't really lie, so it's very important to know what your numbers are, really write down what's working, what's not working, solicit help from other key members of your team, look at a traditional SWOT 
analysis, strengths, weakness, opportunities, and threats that might be out there. And I've talked about some of those threats in 2016 that you got to take that all into account, I think, when you're taking the inventory of what you want to do. The third element that I would encourage is that you need to really ask others about what your priorities or the business priorities really should be. These might be from clients, these might be from team members, they might be from just some professional friends. But the most successful planners are also proactive listeners. They really put their ear to the ground, listening not only in terms of market conditions, but also listening in terms of, I think, the opportunities that are out there in terms of your business and the level of improvement. Number four is what I would call think short, medium, and long term. It's important for you to use the planning muscles at all levels. You know, thinking long term, I think, is a little bit harder, I think, for some, especially now that they haven't been using those long term muscles. But it's very important to think about what you want to be, how you want the organization to look, how you want it to feel uh, in three to five years. You know, map out some of these targets, what they might be, and they're going to be very sketchy three to five years from now because you really don't know some of the environmental conditions that are going to be in place. If you're not clear on what it is or what you want to be doing, at least try to articulate how you want to feel. I don't think that is hard. Do you want to feel with that you have more freedom? That is a feeling that you have. Do you want to feel, for example, that you have more control. That's a feeling that you have. And those are the kind of things that you can try to put into place, not necessarily an exact long-term plan. So by thinking short, medium, and long-term, ultimately you may not on a day-to-day basis when you're rolling out a plan be looking necessarily as much at the three to five, but at least in the planning process, it's important to spend a nice amount of time on the medium and long term and not just the short term. Number five is have some big goals. You know, big goals are game changers. They could be personal big goals. They could be professional big goals. But those big goals are what takes you to your next level. It's not necessarily just the tide rising. So try to articulate as you're planning some big goals that are out there. As I said, either personal, professional, process goals, systems, you know, targets in terms of, of, of things that can happen within for you or your business or your key people to be successful. Number six is a little different, I think, for many people that think about planning. But as I coach and work with different leaders in the remodeling industry, I find this to be really, really important. And that is try to make the process visual. Now, there's a bunch of different techniques that I use for myself or use in working with people, but you can also develop your own visual techniques. They may be pie charts comparing, for example, a blend of what you're doing now versus what you want to do in the future. Think of it as sort of like a portfolio blend. And, and by looking at it visually, draw little charts and look at how the stock is either rising or falling. Take some inventory. Does it exceed, fall short of expectation or at expectation and try to break apart some of your team and some of the activities and some of the products within your business and for yourself? 
But the more you make it visual, try to almost think about what's the before picture looks like, the today, versus what the after might look like. And I think if you look at it from that perspective, you're going to be a lot more successful. You know, as a visual thinker, which I think most of us are, it makes a big difference whether you get it or not. Number seven is more of a theme, and this is a theme I just live by. I think it's an important one in the planning process, and that is be aggressive but realistic. You know, if your plan is just too realistic, quite frankly, it's boring, it's okay. You may even lose some people that aren't very excited about a plan that you have for the business or your, for yourself. If it's too aggressive, if you're too much on the edge of the cliff, quite frankly, you might fall off and you might not achieve it. But finding that balance and actually talking this through, this balance of aggressive but realistic, oftentimes I would ask key team members from 0 to 10, 10 being the most aggressive, 0 being the least aggressive, what, what do you think in terms of an initiative or program or timing or whatever that happens to be, where do you think we fall with this? And aggressive but realistic is a good solid eight, seven and a half to eight. You know, it's not over the top nine, but it's also not a boring four or five. Number eight is find the right structure for your plan. Try, try to find the right documentation for your plan that you can communicate it not only to yourself, but also to others. Again, I like to simplify it. Try to have this plan be something right at your fingertips that could be done on a one or two page document. Because if you make this a dissertation, quite frankly, not only you won't continue to read it and monitor it, but I think others won't as well. So if you boil down some of those very key questions and key elements of your plan into like a one page document, I think that makes all the difference. Number nine is burn your bridges. Now, you know, burn your bridges was a little adage or phrase that was used in the Civil War about not retreating. You know, burn your bridges, I think, when it comes to the planning process is also really quite important in that burning your bridges is about don't keep your plan a secret, whether it's your personal plan or your business plan. Don't keep it a secret. Ask others what they think about it. Get some feedback from them. Have others in terms of your leadership and your organization or in terms of your family and friends, have them actually hold you accountable. Have they question your, uh, the plan that you have? And then ultimately, by doing that, they will not only be cheerleaders, but they're going to hold you accountable and give you the conviction to sort of stick with it. And number 10 is one that's so critical, and that is create a process to monitor your plan. Create a process to monitor your plan. Now, as a private pilot and haven't flown for many years, one of the key elements as a private pilot or as a regular commercial pilot is you create a flight plan. But what you do in the course of it, you also create a process to be able to file and monitor it. And if you think about this sort of more visually or in this metaphor of flying an airplane, you know, that airplane going from Washington, D.C. to San Francisco is going to make many, many little course adjustments based on the weather, based on air traffic, based on different kinds of elements. But they're always monitoring it as they go. It's really important with your plan is you have a monitoring process. 
Now, monitoring is not being obsessed by it. Monitoring is have it at your fingertips, look at it regularly. Regularly, might certain things might be daily, certain things might be weekly, certain things might be monthly, and then obviously on a quarterly basis, it's important that you, in a very thoughtful way, adjust your plan. Do not do it willy-nilly because you fell short. And a thoughtful and meaningful may- way means you're going to take the same kind of inventory of why are we exceeding or falling short? What are some of the other priorities that I need to add into place? But don't fundamentally try to change. Treat your plan with a degree of importance. Don't have it control you. You control it, but have a degree of importance. So I want to thank everybody for joining me on this little mastery today. And I encourage you to try to weave in, grab a hold of a few of these techniques, and I think you can be much, much more successful because 2016 is going to be a really, really strong year. Take care, everyone. Remodeling Mastery by Mark Richardson was created to help business owners like you grow your business. Learn something new today? Let us know by tweeting at Surefire Social. For more podcasts, visit surefiresocial.com forward slash podcast.